Brand new recording from Noel Paul Stuckey. <laughs> Impeachable. I don't know who he's talking about. I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, a great way to start off our, our final hour today. And uh, an even better way to start off our hour is a very special guest we have in our studio. Uh, I met him a couple of years ago at the Northeast Regional Folk Alliance. And, and last year he sent me this uh, very powerful and important song for World AIDS Day, which we'll talk about in just a little while. And he's working on a brand new CD. It's going to be called Living Things. We've got a little sneak preview of it. And he's here in our studio today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Martin Swinger. Martin, how are you? Thank so you so much, Ron. It's exciting to be here. Oh, it's good to have you here finally. You're, you're a busy, busy man. I mean, you've got all kinds of projects. And you, you live in, in Maine. You have a house, a summer house, I guess, in, in, in Asbury Park. And mm-hmm. you're from Georgia originally and yeah. always on the road. So far, I'm keeping it all on the East Coast uh-huh. just to... Kind of keep it simpler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, love being up in Maine. It's a, kind of a far corner of the world. Should have been Canada. We all acknowledge that. <laughs> Many times we wish it was Canada. Uh, yeah, especially but, these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's uh, that's where I am. And uh, it's uh, being a, in more of a rural state. It's harder to make a living. But mm. that uh, difficulty has uh, made me stretch. In uh-huh. a lot of ways, right? To rise to those challenges. Oh, and we'll we'll talk about some of those ways. Yeah. But I I've got you here in the studio. Finally, you've got your guitar in hand. Would you, Would you mind starting us with a song? I'd love to. I'd love to share a song with you. This is probably my greatest hit. I like to write true stories, and this is one of those. I was cleaning, vacuuming the room, a carpet corner. Caught in the vacuum Burning rubber A cracking sound The motor faltered Investigation found I'd broken something fragile Shining Some little plastic part The little plastic part That makes the whole thing work Designed by its creator To snap off with a jerk And leave the whole thing worthless It's never gonna start Cause there is no replacement For that little plastic part There's good news, bad news Your stuff can be repaired But it'll cost more than it's worth To get inside of there There's tabs and switches, buttons, belts and springs, and chintzy hinges infesting everything. The gear that doesn't ratch, the catch that doesn't catch it when it falls apart. The little plastic part that makes the whole thing work, designed by its creator. To snap off with a jerk And leave the whole thing worthless It's never gonna start Cause there is no replacement For that little plastic part The little plastic part Was once a dinosaur Could be anything It's just a metaphor Cause everything has got one Part of the grand design The straw that breaks the camel And I've discovered Mine I wrote a letter 
Did you get it? I told you I loved you I don't regret it But I didn't hear from you Birthday or Valentine's I'm a little slow It took me a little time But I finally got a clue What to expect from you You didn't break my heart Just the little plastic part That makes the whole thing work Designed by its creator To snap off with a jerk And leave the whole thing worthless It's never gonna start Cause there is no replacement For that little plastic part For that little plastic part For that little plastic part Martin Swinger. I, I love that song. I, I love the way you, you, you started out. I mean, this is just a song about a vacuum cleaner. And then you wove that in the, the relationship piece and the little plastic part. Oh, that, that's so, so well done. Thank now, you very much. Where, where did that idea come How from? How did that come up? Well, uh, well, it all started with a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I had a feeling <laughs> it that really was really did burn. I mean, like I say, it's a true <clears throat> enough story. But... Um, <clears throat> And so I started out just writing about the vacuum cleaner and the little plastic part, but pretty quick into it, I realized, no, there's a bigger story. This really is a metaphor. And so from the first verse, I went all the way to the last verse and wrote that and then constructed um, constructed the chorus which I knew had to fit both ends. Right, right. So actually the second verse was the hardest thing to pull together. You know, how do I go forward with this, with this, with this metaphor and not give away where it's going to go. Right, right. Uh, and the last thing that came to me was the whole bit about the uh, once was a dinosaur, uh, which is actually a reference to a Billy Jonas song. Oh, really? Uh, Billy Jonas does a, um, a, a song where he refers to little plastic dinosaurs and how they're an effigy of what they were. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. All and right. I just carried that image around so long, and it's like, oh, boy. Here, I get to make that reference. See, I was thinking it was a plastic petroleum and dinosaurs, you know, somewhere oh, that were really, wow, yeah. wow, yeah. very, very so, well So uh, artists, you know, we, we all steal from each other, but we learn right. to steal from good artists. It's the that's, folk community. That's what it's all it about. It is. It is. We share ideas. <laughs> right. It's a great one, too. And also, as I'm thinking about that, when the song started, I've been married about 25 years, and I think we've had about 25 vacuum cleaners. My, my 96-year-old mother has had the same vacuum cleaner for 60 years, and it still works. I, I'm going to make a wild guess that she's got a Kirby. I don't know. I'm going to have to go look now. Kirby vacuum cleaners. Well, this I'm not being paid by Kirby. but <laughs> well, My sister moved out of her apartment, and they were going to tear the building down. So my, uh, my partner and I went and explored the basement uh-huh. you know, before they just wrecked the whole thing. And we found an old Kirby vacuum cleaner in there. And, Plugged it in and it worked. Wow. So we brought it home and it worked and it worked and it worked for years and years. And then finally one year it finally stopped working. And we knew there was no other vacuum cleaner to go for. It's heavy because it's an old piece of machinery. Right. The way it's designed. But uh, it works. They they knew how to make them back then. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know how to make great songs. And that's that's, that's certainly evident. Um, I understand you're originally from Georgia and kind of a musical family. Well, yes. Um. Uh, it, my dad's side of the family, 
everybody were music teachers. My aunts uh, were music teachers. My grandmother, I guess, was a flapper. You know, in those days, mm. the whole idea, after supper, we all gathered around the piano. No. Uh, and so my dad uh, always sang in the church choirs and that kind of thing. He wasn't a performing musician, but he liked to sing, and he always kept jazz music going on the radio. And... Um, he was kind enough to make sure we had pianos and ukuleles and guitars in the house and instruments. Um, my brother uh, ended up being a harmonica player, and he's toured with some bands as that. His two sons, uh, one of them is a drummer, worked with Gretsch drums for a long time, and uh, the other one is a guitar player who's just an amazing young man and an amazing guitar player. So, uh, yeah, we've got all that kind of going in the family. We joke about going on the road as the Swinger <laughs> Brothers. Um, so uh, so very lucky to have had that. Sure. Uh, in the family, we were always encouraged to enjoy music and do something with it. Yeah. Uh, and that uh, was a real blessing. I thought I would go into theater. You know, that's kind of where I aimed as I was going towards college because for all the music in my uh, soul, I could not follow theory i couldn't it's like the difference between algebra and geometry mm, <laughs> i couldn't right. make sense of it um so i didn't uh, so i majored in theater and really loved that but that ended up being really a great training for being a musical performer uh, because you learn how to work with an audience and you learn how to get things across and you learn energy work how to make sure the audience is paying attention a lot of great things like that sure it was evident in that first song i mean the way you, you blended this all together made it the metaphor i mean yeah. you had the audience hooked you had me hooked that's, that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> it seems to work real well as an opening song just because nobody expects the first song to be about vacuum cleaners right right all right <laughs> oh, it's a wonderful introduction now you met them talking about music in the family you know i i guess it's harder in this day and age i mean there's so many you know young families have so many different alternatives, the internet, you know, everything's out there that I don't think people are singing as much at home, but I know you, you do some work with, with kids too, don't you? Are, are, are you still doing that? Uh, I, whenever I can. Now, mm -hmm. of course, when the economy crashed, the economy crashed in Maine. I, right. In uh, October, I was talking to five different schools about doing week-long residencies, uh, teaching songwriting in the classroom. Uh, and then by November, they all called back and said the budget wasn't there anymore. Uh, and that's when I went back to working in the restaurant. Oh, boy. But in the meantime, I've uh, developed other, uh, other talents. I teach songwriting classes through adult ed. I'm having a lot of fun with that. Uh, and also, I teach singing for non-singers. Oh, boy. Because there are so many damaged people in the world. Where do I sign up? Okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, everybody says, I've always wanted to sing. And I say, you always have been able to sing. Uh -huh. It's mostly about empowering them. And I teach them the techniques of how to breathe and how to warm up your voice and, uh, you know, how to work towards stretching your voice and getting better at it. Uh, but mostly it's, it's just the affirmation that, yes, in fact, you can sing. Uh, and I've had people who may not be able to, if I play a note on the guitar, they may not be able to sing it back to me, but I will ask them, can you play Twinkle Twinkle, can you sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? And they do it in perfect tune with themselves. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of psychology about this, and, hmm. uh, and so I just really enjoy bringing people along and uh, giving them that gift of singing together. And, yeah. you know, when you sing with other people, your immune system goes up. Your brain generates chemicals that tell you you're doing a good thing and that you're in safe community. Mm. How, what's a better exercise for people to do? Huh? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, 
a lot of people think of songwriting and, and learning how to sing as being something like a tool that you need to become a professional, but it's not. It's something I think that people need to do just for their own benefit. Everybody sings in the in the car. Everybody yeah. sings in the shower. We're we're psychologically uh, drawn to it. It's part of our uh, evolution. Mm -hmm. For some reason, evolution leaned towards people being able to sing, being able to recognize their mother's voice in the middle of the jungle saying, get down, disappear. Uh, and um, also the idea of singing, being able to communicate an emotion yeah. is another thing. And so our ancestors who were able to do that and the ancestors who were attracted to that possibility came together and started breeding more children who <laughs> who could make music and express their emotions through music well you do such a wonderful job of expressing through music uh, could, could, could i ask you for another song i'd love to do that thank you very much um about six years ago when my mother passed away my dad had passed away before that and so my brother and sister and i spent a weekend cleaning out mom's house mm. getting it ready to sell and uh uh, I grew up in the Methodist church, and there was an old song called, This is my father, uh, this is my father's world. Ba -da -da, ba -ba -ba -ba. It's an old Methodist hymnal. And the whole time we were cleaning out the house, I kept thinking, this is my mother's world. Uh, and so that's uh, what this song is. This is my mother's world. A clock from Uncle John, cluster of oyster shells, three ships that sail along, a crystal candy dish, a vase of corn shuck flowers, a tower of family albums where we spent many hours. My mother's world is on a shell, ceramic cardinals, photos of ourselves. A reader's digest of our lives Book end to end My mother's world thrives This is my mother's world Her house is organized A place for everything Magazines, socks and knives Her kitchen cabinets a useful library of helpful tools and tape measures and family recipes. My mother's world has room enough to hold a clothing bank for folks whose times are tough. A helping hand, a listening ear, a place to rest until the sky is clear. This is my mother's world Azaleas cloud the pines Garden of rocks and clay Daffodils and dandelions The rhododendrons bloom Jasmine on the breeze She's in her garden now In sweetest memories My mother's world My mother's world is all to me rocks and trees, the skies and seas, and in my ear all heavens ring. In deepest dark I hear the stars sing.
rustling grass I hear her pass She speaks to me everywhere She speaks to me Wow. <laughs> That's, that, that really hit me, that one. I, my, my mother, uh, she's 96, but uh, she had an accident in her home last year, and we had to do the same thing, cleaning out her house. Uh-huh. And when you say crystal candy dish i mean that was the same kind of thing uh-huh. I mean, that that's you know that's what I, I i love about this music and and people like you i mean you are able to put into words feelings that all of us share you know maybe a little different experiences but you know it's still there's a commonality and that's i think what you were saying before about community and singing it's it's the same thing yeah it's the same kind of thing you know as a as a musician i'm trying to express a unique idea but I recognize that it's got to be a unique idea that everybody experiences. Right. People have to connect with that experience. And how many of us uh, baby boomers have had to clean out the house? And yeah. you know, other people say, your mother collected ceramic cardinals too. <laughs> and you know, there's always something that tags people. Right. Uh, so that's uh, you know, part of the fun about creating a song like that is, is knowing that I'm connecting emotionally with folks. Yeah, that, that, I think that's what really makes a good songwriter. Uh, I, I've I've seen some songwriters who, you know feel like you're sitting in on their therapy sessions and you don't really understand it, but you know it's finding a little commonality is, is what makes it connect, and I think that's what you're, you've been so good at. Yeah. Uh, Martin Swinger is with us today on Traditions on WFUFM and Blues and Roots Radio, and in just a moment or two, we're going to hear a cut from uh, one of his new C- uh, from a forthcoming CD called Living Things. But uh, right now, we have to take this little quick break, and we'll be back with more from Martin Swinger. This music segment on WFDU is underwritten by Paul Winter, presenting his 38th annual Winter Solstice Celebration. This performance of music, dance, and spectacle invites audience members to celebrate the spirit of the holidays and the longest night of the year. Performances in New York City at the Cathedral of St. John the Divine, December 14th, 15th, and 16th, with an additional matinee on Saturday the 16th. Tickets are available at solsticeconcert.com or 866-811-4111. I'm Ron Alesco, and you're listening to Traditions on WFUFM and bluesandrootsradio.com. Martin Swinger is with us in the studio today, and and Martin, you've been working on a, a new CD. It's going to come out in, in January. I know you've got a gig coming up at the, the uh, People's Voice Cafe. People's Voice Cafe, January 20th, up here in the area. It's the Community Church on 40 East. It's 40 East 35th Street mm-hmm. in New York City. I'm very excited about it. Uh, it's at, rare to get an opportunity to actually play in New York when I don't have to pay them $100 to let me do it. <laughs> that's that's a hard part these days. You know, New York is not what it used to be in mm-hmm. uh, finding places to play, but the People's Voice Cafe is just a, a wonderful venue. It is and, a uh, wonderful place. They, yeah. they are presenting concerts all the time, so it's uh, well worth supporting them. Mm-hmm. It's a nonprofit organization, and uh, look up the People's Voice Cafe. They could always use help, uh, and they're doing a wonderful thing for all of us musicians and for all the people of New York, you know, just making concerts available yeah. to them. Live music, 
uh, is important. Absolutely. Just as radio is important. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're tried. We're tried. <laughs> and, and recording CDs is important, too, to get this music out there. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, the, the new one is called Living Things. This is, what, your sixth CD? Is that right? Yeah, I, sixth, right? Okay. sixth original CD. Uh-huh. Uh, and, of course, I, I've, I'll tell you how old I am. I actually have a 45. <laughs> I have a 78. I'm not that much older, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, I've had a lot of fun with this. Some of these are songs that, uh, that I've carried in my pocket and performed, uh, and others are new songs that I wrote for the CD itself and uh, had uh, a lot of fun pulling them together. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Was it, um, now that this is your sixth CD, did you do anything different? Was it thematic on this one or anything different from your previous works? Um, I tell you what, I write all over the map. I enjoy telling stories. Mm-hmm. I enjoy finding the quirks of nature and the quirks of humans and, and bringing them to light. Uh, once in a while, I enjoy making a statement. And uh, I write outside myself. Uh, so I'm not saying, you know, my mother's world is about as close as you get to me revealing who I am, mm-hmm. although all of these songs come from my heart. You know, I don't write about stuff I'm not interested in or that I don't care about, that I don't think is important. Living Things, I uh, named the album before I, before anything else. I just had this idea that that's what it should be called, and um, I have a... I actually wrote a song for the CD. It was the last one I recorded. It was called Living Things. And uh, I have this theory that everything is alive. You know, we came from outer space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, everything came from outer space. So I believe everything is a living thing, including our emotions and the energy that we put into the world are a living thing. And so that's what that song is about. Um, but I've got a lot of, I've got songs about pharaohs, which you'll get to hear, right. and uh, songs I, yeah. about a lot of things. Yeah, let, let's hear this a song called God Loves. God Loves. Yeah, yes, what, indeed. Tell us about this one. I introduced this song by telling it's my theology song, but it's dyslexic theology. Uh, and uh, I think the song will reveal itself for why I call it that. Nothing to do, 
but wait for you until it's time to play. God games, throw the ball, swim to get the ball, run the ball to shore. You can't have the ball. Let's play ball some more. Throw the stick, run to get the stick, chase me for the stick. You can have the stick. Let's play stick some more. God loves me, loves you too. Everyone, God loves you. a lovely song god loves uh, a cut from the forthcoming cd from martin swinger called living things uh this little pre-master that we have here and uh, it'll be coming out in january yeah oh excellent uh yeah good words there god loves and i, I love the dyslexia thing about you you wrote it about your dog yeah yeah, yeah. uh just you know I've, i came to the realization that if that if we as humans loved each other the way dogs love us, that the world would be so much of a better place. A dog is forgiving. You know, I hear the joke all the time, lock your dog and your wife in the trunk of the car and see which one's happy to see you. (laughs) (laughs) 
so, <laughs> right, right. So uh, just that recognition, a dog is always so forgiving and, yeah. and uh, so happy to see you all the time and, uh, and just wants to snuggle and cuddle, you know, and, uh, and wants to play. It's a, yeah. they're a pretty important, uh, they're a pretty important teacher for us. Absolutely. And I noticed through, throughout your, your songs, your songs are very uh, affirmative. Uh, you know, you're, I think you're teaching good lessons and reminding us of, of the good things in each other. Uh, is that your outlook on life? I it, assume it is my, you know, once in a while I fail and I yeah. get depressed. There's some depression that runs in the family, but, uh, I think, what do I want to share? What legacy do I want to leave behind? Is I want to leave, I want to lift people up. Mm-hmm. I want to give them ways to think about what just happened to them or ways to relate and say, okay, I'm not alone. This is, you know, I know how this feels, uh, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's, it's my intention to lift people up with mm-hmm. the music that I do. Now, I ask this of just about every guest I have because you know, we, were, we were at NERFA, the Northeast Regional Folk Alliance, with about 800 musicians there. And we talked a little bit briefly about the city. It's hard to find a place for artists to play these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it difficult for you to get your, your music and your, your, your thoughts out there to people? Are you having... Uh, it, it is. In, in Maine, if I was a rock and roll musician, if I was a bar musician, I'd be playing every night. Mm. I have friends that do that. But it's not who I am. I'm uh, more of a literary writer. Right. Uh, you know, I write about what I think about. I call my music songs worth listening to. Uh, so many songs, you know, you get what the song's about in the first line, and that's what it's about all the way through. And I tell stories, and I reveal things along the way. And, and um, so I do have a challenge. There are a few coffee houses up in the area up there uh, that, I, that I get to perform at. But other than that, I'm kind of traveling and selling CDs and trying to promote two radio stations. So it's a bit of a challenge, but I'm recognized very well for the kind of songs that I write. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm fortunate enough to have a lot of songwriters who want to sit down and talk with me and throw songs at me and say, what am I doing wrong here? What's, you know, what's happening? And I've got a pretty good beat on that. Now I learned a lot of that from Steve Gillette. I go to a Kerrville Folk Festival whenever I can, most every year. And Steve does a two-hour workshop called Texas and Tennessee Songwriting. And about six people will sign up and share a song. And we all sit in the circle and we give each other critique mm-hmm. about that. And I've learned so much from that man yeah. about how to give proper and supportive, uplifting critique, even if the song stinks. You know, he'll <laughs> say, well, that's a, that's a very valid subject. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, you're the second guest I've had in a month that has praised Steve Gillette for those same things. So mm-hmm. that's, that's good to see that people are recognizing it. Yeah. Um, recognizing music worth listening to. I could, could, you, could you share another song with us? I'd love to. It's got a brief little story. A year ago, May 19th, as a matter of fact, um, Pete Seeger pulled up a chair beside me and said, let me sing you a song. And he proceeded to sing a song. And then I woke up. Mm-hmm. And I remember the song, and I said, "I've got to, I've got to write this down." I went downstairs, grabbed my notebook, and wrote the whole song down verbatim from wow. beginning to end. Uh, and so, I guess I'll owe owe Pete some royalties somewhere <laughs> along the way. But it was a very interesting song, and he kept saying, "Keep, keep the chorus simple." So, you folks listening uh, at home or in your cars, this is a sing along. So uh, jump right in there with the chorus. (laughs) 
river I thought I'd cross Current was crazy I was at a loss So I sat down under a willow tree Cried and worried But poor, poor me But that didn't get me Any old thing I changed my tune Started to sing about you, you, you That's the sing-along part You, you, you I sang that song with a heart so true The river sang with me All about you, you, you So I got a piece of paper, folded a boat Tested the water, see if she'd float She floated fine, next thing I knew I wrote my name and I wrote yours too Put us on the water and away we went And that's how the rest of life was spent With you, you, you You, you, you Bump on the rapids, soak our shoes Rushing down, learn a thing or two About you, you, you So we flush to the ocean, everything do, the waves crash high, we spill through, scrape our knees on the sandy shore, but the waves keep crashing, there's always more, and that's what happens when the light breaks through, tumbling down, up and around about you, 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 you. Boat goes down, sink or swim, crawl to the shore all over again with you, you, you. So we're walking ashore, hand in hand, birds in the sky, feet in the sand, splash of the water to cool our toes. The dog chase bubbles and away she goes. It's only a postcard in my mind, prettiest picture I can find of you, you, you. You, you, you. Smile for the camera the way you do in a day so bright, sky so blue around you, you, you. You, you, you Smile for the camera the way you do In a day so bright, a sky so blue Around you, you, you You, you, you You, you, you You, you, you Wow. Oh, that's a great song. And it, coincidentally, it was my husband's birthday. Oh, really? Oh. So, of oh. course, the song ended up being about him. I don't oh. know how Pete knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, Pete, Pete sees all and knows all. Oh. He sees all and he knows all. Oh, I love that. And that's going to be on your new CD, right? Yeah, that's on the yeah. new CD as well. Oh, wow. Again, the name of the CD that's coming out is called Living Things. Living Things. You know, we should, we should mention this. If our audience wants to find out about more about you, what's your website? Oh, well, if you want to know more about me, you can Google Swinger. Uh-huh. You'll end up in some very unusual I, I, places. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> but my first name is Martin, and if you Google Martin Swinger, you'll find my website, martinswinger.com. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I've got a lot of YouTube videos, that kind of thing, so you can go to YouTube and look for me. You'll find a lot of live performance. Uh, and I've also got, the, for the work I do in schools, I've got a website called swingersongwriter.com. Uh, and, that, uh, and so that talks a lot about the uh, songwriting 
with kindergarten through sixth grade classes that I do mm-hmm. uh, and the family music that I do as well. Oh, so again, it's all part of how many, how many hats can you, can you collect? And, and you, you collect a lot. Now, you, you were telling me before that you know, this album's about to come out, but you've already got ideas for the next one. Well, the next project is one that, a brainstorm that happened several years ago, uh, is a, the idea of a musical called Hungry Pond, and it's all about the life cycle of a pond. Hmm. Uh, and so uh, because I work with kids, a lot of people say, oh, so it's going to be a children's story. First thought that went through my mind. And I tell them, yeah. no, it's more, like, uh, it's more like Tim Burton meets your fifth grade science teacher. <laughs> uh, I have a very dark sense of humor. And, uh, and so it comes out in this, in, this, in this story. I don't really have a story to it. Mm-hmm. They call it a book, you know, for the, what's the book? Right. And I don't really have a book. What I've got is the concept of all, how all these uh, animals and insects and birds and everything are interconnected with each other. And it's all about who eats who. So that's what <laughs> gets brought up in the very first song, Good Morning, Hungry Pond. You know, it's oh. about who eats who. Wow. That's what the story is. It's ancient. Huh. Uh, so I'm having a lot of fun just... Uh, Picking up these characters, and uh, I've got a lullaby by Mama, Mama Fish uh, that's going to be on this album uh, that warns all the little fishies, you're all going to die. <laughs> you're all going to get eaten, but a few of you will survive, and you will be the strong survivors just like your mom and dad. Swim, little fishies, swim. Oh, wow. So, uh, again, I try to bring in the positive attitude of it uh, and uh, just kind of give them a little bit of life, sure. a little bit of character. Positive, but reality as well. So that's, that's Positive important. things in reality. Yeah. yeah. One of the things, I uh, was writing a song about the heron, and um, the fish oh. hatcheries get upset about the herons being out there, and they started studying what they were doing and discovered that the herons are picking out the sick and dead fish. Oh, so really? they're actually making the pond stronger. Oh, interesting. So you find little details like that, and boy, now there's a story. <laughs> there's a character. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. See, we're learning. So everything. that'll be the next one. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> well, you're you're a, a busy man, and um, this new CD is coming out, and you got your your gig at uh, January twentieth at the People's Voice Cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, any other appearances or plans for the future? Any more touring or anything you're going to be doing? Just. Um, just continue teaching and staying mm-hmm. alive and uh, keep <laughs> trying to create music. Right. Uh, uh, that's uh, very fulfilling, and getting people to sing with each other is very fulfilling. That's noble work, and you're doing a great job at it. Yeah, yeah, I feel good about it. Speaking of great jobs, uh, last year you gave me a song, which um, I, a powerful song that I think was important to play again, and I've got you in the studio today, and I'm hoping you'll, you'll do it for us. Um, December 1st is World AIDS Day. That's correct. That's and correct. you wrote a song called Red Ribbon. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit about this. What, well, what? this is a song that uh, actually my, my husband helped me write. Uh, Brian has been, we've been together for 30 years, and he has been HIV positive for 30 years. Mm-hmm. So we've seen him go through so many things. It was a miracle that he lived long enough that there are medications uh, to uh, help him stay alive. He developed Kaposi sarcoma. I saw him turn into an 80-year-old man. Mm. Uh, but he managed. He's got such a strong life force that he just has managed to survive and keep going. It's oh. a very rare thing. Uh, and so now um, AIDS is still endemic across the world. It's, yeah. it's, it's everywhere, especially in Africa. They, they have no way of protecting each other. And so the, 
husbands give AIDS to the uh, to the women, and the women give AIDS to the babies, and everybody's got it, and and uh, the medications for it are available, but they're so expensive that they're not getting down there the way they need to be, and. Um, so we're trying to recognize that AIDS is still a world problem and to remind teenagers that, yes, you can get AIDS, and no, it is not just nothing. Yeah. Uh, even though you will survive with it, it will affect the rest of your life, how you live and how many pills you take a day. Brian takes 46 pills a day, oh my gosh. and it's, uh, it's crazy, but he's such a, a, a life force. Uh, I'm real proud to be with him. Yeah. Uh, but, but there are consequences. There are a lot of consequences. There certainly are, and it, it, it unfortunately it seems I don't know maybe it's because of all the other issues we're having in the world that AIDS seems to have been put on the back burner oh, in yeah. the media. You know, ten fifteen years ago, that's you were hearing a lot about it, but now it's like, mm-hmm. oh, we must have cured it because I'm not hearing anything right. anymore. Well, now most of the deaths are happening in yeah. Africa and third world countries, mm-hmm. uh, so it's not as present where, you know, ten twenty years ago it was your math teacher sure you know it was uh it was your uncle it was people in your lives uh and uh, in our lives and um it still is people in our lives but uh most of it's happening out in the world and Mm -hmm. so we're just trying to keep the uh the idea and the concern alive and uh try to focus energy and money and uh and healing spirit Mm. in those directions that's what we need yeah so brian helped me write this song It's called The Red Ribbon. We read the news in black and white. Silence equals death. Action equals life. So we hold our heads and we hold them high. Names remembered never die. On my heart I will wear a red ribbon A red ribbon to remember On my heart I will wear a red ribbon A red ribbon to remember you We strive to live with HIV Thriving in spite of this tragedy So we burn our candles And we hold them high Curates forever The whole world wide On my heart I will wear A red ribbon A red ribbon to remember On my heart I will wear Remember you. Virus blooms, millions die. Unprotected people in a viral tide. But the tide will turn to rise no longer. AIDS is strong, but we are stronger. On my heart, I will wear a On my heart I will wear a red ribbon A red ribbon to remember you A red ribbon to remember you
remember you. Beautiful and powerful. Red Ribbon, Martin Swinger. Red Ribbon. On December 1st, everybody put on a red ribbon. That's right. Let's keep putting them on until hopefully we won't have to wear them anymore. That's right. You know, That's the idea. Medicine is getting somewhere, but you know, there's a lot of work to be done, and people just tend to forget. And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully songs like that mm-hmm. and World AIDS Day will help us remember. Yeah. Well, Martin, I, I, I got to thank you so much for coming by today and uh, you know, lifting our spirits and uh, sharing your songs and your stories and... Uh, and so much more. Uh, again, January 20th, People's Voice Cafe in New York City. Mm-hmm. New CD coming out in January called Living Things. Website, martinswinger.com. Yep. What have I forgotten? I, I, anything uh, else? Anything? You're such a busy man. I don't know. Well, I, you know, I, I, I'm busy doing what I got to do to stay right. alive. I also wait tables in a restaurant, which right. like refried or black beans with that. <laughs> uh, but uh, the restaurant where I work is uh, really wonderful about uh, rec- respecting my schedule mm-hmm. and let me go when I need to go. Right. Uh, so that's uh, been working well, and I work hard for them when I'm there, and uh, and then they let me go do festivals, Falcon Ridge Folk Festival, Kerrville Folk Festival, whatever whatever things I've got going on. People's Music Network, which is all about political music and social right. music, and the Children's Music Network, which is all about bringing music to kids, uh, thoughtful, intelligent, smart, uh, engaging music for kids, and uh, those are all important things to me. Absolutely, and yeah. important important things to us. So we thank you for for all you're doing, yeah. and uh, we'll be doing in the years to come. And uh, we hopefully you'll catch you at Falcon Ridge or someplace else this year. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. That would and, be lovely. And uh, we're going to end with one more song from from your new CD, the forthcoming CD, a song called Pharaoh. Would you like to introduce that to us? It's a tomb for Pharaoh. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's an allegory for um, uh, the current president. Uh, it's uh, just intended as a little bit of a a warning and i don't even know how it came to me i was just i i, I love improvisational music and scat singing and one night i was washing the dog and was just scat singing you know and i started i was making up words and it started sounding like a tomb for pharaoh and i thought <laughs> well okay maybe there's a subject here and i started studying uh pharaohs and the pyramids and particularly the great pyramids of giza and uh, the story unfolds here in the song of, um, of the folly and how he tortured people for 20 years oh. to get those, tomb, to get those uh, pyramids built. And now we all recognize him as a wonder of the world, and he never got to be buried in it hmm. for a very greedy reason. Uh-huh. Well, we'll find that out right now. <laughs> Pay attention, folks. There's going to be a quiz later. Martin, Martin Swinger, again, thank you so much for coming by today, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again. Ron, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you. The pyramids are made of stone to last eternity, and this they've done since time unknown. They whisper words to me. The story of a pharaoh who thought God's almighty hand Was his to call in all he touched In his every command Pharaoh Khufu had colossal plans to be fulfilled a pyramid, a mausoleum, a monument to build 
A tomb to hold his mummy and his riches should he die Till Ra returns to make him ruler of the earth and sky A tomb for Pharaoh A tomb for Pharaoh A tomb for Pharaoh A tomb for Pharaoh That greedy Khufu, uncontrolled, he ruled with tyranny He conquered peoples for their gold with bold barbarity Then he made them slaves to do his work, what suffering they did Through two decades of torture, a Khufu got his pyramid Got a tomb for Pharaoh A tomb for a Pharaoh A tomb for Pharaoh A tomb for Pharaoh for all of Khufu's evil power, his life was fraught with fear that he'd be murdered and dethroned and What happened here today It stands his legacy in Egypt's Giza land A wonder for the world to see Folly of one man A tomb for Pharaoh A tomb for a Pharaoh A tomb for Pharaoh A tomb for Pharaoh should be clear to you it's obvious to me don't give to greed your heart and soul like pharaoh khufu did your soul will roll to an empty hole in a stone cold And that's Martin Swinger. A little uh, sneak preview from an album that'll be coming up uh, in January. Well, the CD's going to be called Living Things, a song called The Pharaoh. And again, my thanks to Martin Swinger. MartinSwinger.com is his website. And I'm Ronald Lesko, and you're listening to Traditions on WFDUFM. Let's see if we can squeeze in one more song before we end.